Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson. And Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. If you don't know by now, the idea behind a lot of our podcast episodes come from phone calls between Bridget and I on our walks. Sometimes words just spill out of our mouths when we're ranting or chatting. (laughs) We'll call it chatting. And we both will be like, wait, this would make a great podcast episode. And today we have one of those topics we think everyone experiences and we want to share our perspective. But first, we're going to hear a TSH from April. April says, I've just gone back to teaching after staying home for 14 years. I used to teach fourth. I'm now teaching second. We are allowed to choose between a couple of literacy curriculums, which sounds wonderful, but it's been a truly difficult thing for me. After starting with one of the curriculums and investing a lot of money into it, I've made a tough decision to switch. My time-sucking hurdle is pouring over both curriculums to make sure no skill or concept is missed to teach my students. Any advice? Thank you. I love listening to you both. Well, thank you, April. First of all, switching curriculums is hard, especially if it happens like in the middle of the school year. I remember when I taught second grade, initially we didn't really have a math curriculum. At least we didn't have one that we actually used. And then in like the middle of my third year of teaching, we adopted everyday mathematics. And suddenly I had to learn this whole new structure for teaching my math lessons and it was a lot of materials to prep and it was overwhelming, which kind of inspired this episode because to me, something like adopting a new curriculum, it kind of creates this new like busy season of your life. And so during those times, you have to shift focus. And if you're like, okay, but how the heck do I do that? We're going to chat about it in this episode. So just keep listening. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything Michelle um, has mentioned already. I think this episode is basically your answer, April. Like a lot of the things that we talk about, especially between you just like being home for 14 years and now transitioning back into the classroom. I think that's one level of stress that, you know, can be put onto you. And then also changing any form of a curriculum and having to learn new materials is also incredibly stressful. So I think this episode, you're going to find a lot of really good nuggets to help kind of make this process process a little bit easier for you. Yeah, we've chatted a lot on our podcast about these different seasons of our lives and how each season brings new responsibilities, tasks you have to complete, and so on. And when we shift between seasons, we end up feeling very unbalanced. I know Bridget Mm -hmm. has given the analogy before. It's like going from a boat onto a paddleboard. You have to like quote unquote, gain your footing. You have to kind of get used to this new normal or this new season before you feel comfortable. But during that actual season, so not just the transition period, but like once you're on the paddleboard, you have to shift your focus. And one day during a walk, I all of a sudden started mentioning to Bridget, I'm like, wait, it's like a camera lens. And mm-hmm. maybe this only makes sense to us because we do a lot of like video stuff. But when you have a camera, you can choose to focus on an object in the foreground, so something closer to the camera, or an object in the background. And when you switch the focus, everything else around it becomes a little bit blurry, but that object you are choosing to focus on is crystal clear. Now, all the blurry stuff in the background, it's still there. It doesn't go away. It's just not as important 
for that photograph or for that video. Now, it's easy to say, well, yeah, just focus on what's important at that time. But obviously that begs the question, like, how do I make that shift during those busy times? Because it's very much easier said than done. And that's what we're going to dive into in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can all always say that to anyone. It's just like, oh, it's just easy. Just do it. And it's right. always like, <laughs> but how do you do that? I need somebody to give me like step-by-step instructions to getting there. So we are going to give you those step-by-step instructions. So number one, let's go ahead and jump right on into it. And that is to identify your shift of focus. So this is basically you saying, this needs to be my priority right now, whether it be that you're focusing again on school, whether you're having to focus on family, it needs to be something that you are acknowledging. And it's almost like, here's my woo-woo part. You're going to put it out into the universe of saying, this is where I'm going to be at the moment, right? So sometimes this can tend to be a planned thing, like teaching that new grade level, or sometimes it can be something that is just put into your hands in that moment and you have to make that quick judgment. So regardless, you need to realize that this event requires a shift of your focus. But remember, the background will become blurry during this time. It doesn't leave, but it's still there, but it's not the focus of where you're going to be spending a lot of your time. I think that's a really good point that sometimes we know in advance that this is coming. Like you mentioned switching grade levels or even I think back to when I decided to become team lead, like I was offered that opportunity and I knew when I accepted it, that meant I was going to be busier and I was going to have to shift my focus. But there are just those life things that come up. I always say life is gonna life. (laughs) It's just gonna do what it does. And it could be a family member getting ill or just those big life events happening unexpectedly. And regardless whether you knew it was coming or not, like Bridget said, it's just acknowledging that that's going to, you know, require a new priority. So yeah. And I think what's really interesting is, you know, I I know for you and I, we we can make this connection. And so for other people, it's going to be a little bit more challenging. But I know like our book required us to shift a focus mm-hmm. a lot, right? Like when we went through grad school, we have to shift our, our shift we shifted our focus. (laughs) And then also when we were writing that book, we made that conscious decision of, you know what, if I really want to do this and if I really want to commit to it, then I need to make sure that I'm devoting my time and energy to this. And so everything else kind of has to get pushed off to the wayside just a little bit, right? Is it the wayside? Is that the right word for it? And I felt like school was the same way. I mean, I went to what? It was like a month or two months where I was like, I'm dropping everything and I'm just getting school done because I cannot keep this on my plate anymore. And sometimes it's okay to do that and to let everything else go. So that way you can devote the time and your energy to the thing that you really want to do. Yeah. And as you were saying that, Bridget, I was thinking how people from the outside may not have even realized we were doing that. I think it's very easy to see just bits and pieces of someone else's life and you think they're doing all the things, but I promise you, every single person goes through these busy seasons where they shift Mm -hmm. their focus and don't feel bad for doing that because everyone's doing it. It's just, you're not necessarily seeing it. I can't even remember the amount of conversations you and I had where we were saying, yep, we need to focus on the book. I'm not getting this done. Or I need to focus on Mm -hmm. grad school. I'm not getting this done. It was constant. So 
We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the second step after you have identified that shift of focus. Bridget, do you know what I love? Me? Well, yes, but there are other things that I love. Chocolate? (laughs) Also, (laughs) yes. Okay. I'm just going to tell you because we could go on all day. I love using digital stickers. Okay, that's not as quite as exciting as chocolate, but I love them too because you can use them over and over again without repurchasing, unlike regular stickers. Exactly. Now, you can tell we love digital stickers because our store is full of them. We have teacher header stickers, monthly theme stickers, fitness stickers, and more. Yeah, and you can grab all of these or some of these. I mean, we all got to start somewhere over at teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store. We even have a bundle with all the monthly theme stickers at a discounted price. So head over to teachingonthedouble.com slash store and get ready to fall in love with digital stickers just like we have. We are back. And step number two is to be proactive. I feel like that's one of our favorite words on this podcast. (laughs) Definitely. We want to start by acknowledging that not every situation is like this. We mentioned earlier that sometimes things just come up. But for those new focuses that you know are coming, you need to be proactive. So in other words, you need to think about what you can do ahead of time to make that transition easier. Now, I've never had a baby, okay? But I've seen enough movies and TV shows and talked to enough people to know that one thing a lot of new families will do is stock up on like freezer meals, like they'll meal prep a bunch of things and stick them in the freezer or even friends and family members will like drop off meals for them so that when they have the baby, they don't have to focus on cooking. They already have food ready to eat and that is being proactive. That's doing things ahead of time to make it easier in the moment. Yeah. Another example is that if you are somebody who's looking at starting grad school at the start of like the next school year, you can be asking yourself the question of, well, what can I do over the summer to really make my life easier? Is it that you're going to go ahead and start making some of those lesson plans and creating some form of a scope and sequence so that when you're in the thick of the school year and you have grad school on your plate, you know, you have double the load, you need somewhere to be just a little bit less intense. And so creating those lesson plans in advance is really going to help you be able to spend more time focusing on grad school. And so this is a really, really great time to utilize batch planning and project planning, which is something that we talk a ton about. You can head over to episodes 140 all the way to 144. So that's all four of those episodes. Is that four episodes? Five. I think <laughs> five, five episodes. Yeah, five episodes. And check out that a complete series where we talk a lot about batch planning, project planning, lesson planning. Um, all of those different tips will really help support you in that area. So once you have identified that shift of focus, you've been proactive if that was a possibility. Step number three is to determine what you can let go of. 
Again, if you think about a camera lens, when it focuses on one object, the rest of it becomes blurry. You cannot keep adding to your plate without taking something off or shrinking the other portion sizes, if you will, or eating the food that's already on it. So maybe you're going to spend a week kind of getting all those to-dos done so that you can Mm -hmm. shift that focus. Yeah. And you have to really take an honest look at your obligations and responsibilities, both in and outside of the classroom to figure out what isn't a requirement. So what is that thing that you can let go of? What do you need to make sure that you're doing? So a really good example is cooking dinner every night or cleaning the house, creating your own anchor charts, creating those like fun over the top lessons. Are those things that you absolutely have to have? Or can you start to let some of those things go? So that way you can really spend time on your new shift and focus. So another really good example, and I know we talked about this just a minute ago, is like writing our books. For me, I let go of cleaning my house. My boys did a lot of the cleaning um, and they did a lot of the cooking. Like Trent got really good at making some omelets during that time. Oh, <laughs> I know personally during that time, besides letting go of a social life, which that was let go of years ago. Actually, I don't know if I ever let it go because I don't think I ever had it. But oh, bird. Sorry. I know it's fine because I'm I'm honest with myself. But while I was writing my book, I was not creating any new products. I was not scheduling any like PDs that I was doing. And I honestly kept my YouTube videos fairly simple so that I could batch them easily and kind of get them done and out of the way without devoting too much time. Now, when it comes to determining what you can let go of, we are acknowledging this is hard. Mm -hmm. You are going to feel like you are dropping the ball. And at the end of the day, you have to just remind yourself it's okay and it's necessary during this season of life. When you are dropping balls, it's coming y'all, make sure you are dropping the plastic balls because you can always pick them back up. We have an entire episode on that Ooh, I can't remember the number off of the top of my head, but it's all about balance. And we talk about how we're juggling these balls. Some are glass, some are plastic. The glass ones are those like non-negotiables. Those things that really matter that you don't want to drop. But when it comes to dropping balls, because we all do it, drop the plastic ones that aren't as important and aren't absolute necessities. Okay, super quick side note. I need to tell this story really fast, okay? okay. Um, by the way, I think the episode's like in the 70s or 70s or 80s, if I can remember correctly. But anyways, um, so I'm doing an informational writing piece with my students in the classroom. And so I'm doing an informational piece on Walter because we're writing about things that we really know all about. We're experts okay. in these areas. So I know a lot about Walter because he's my dog. Uh-huh. And so I'm talking about his like personality. And I'm like, he is obsessed with balls. Oh. And then, of course, my fourth grade boys, <laughs> they all started going, <laughs> and they're all snickering. And they're all like looking over to each other. And I'm like, what is wrong with the word balls? Huh? <laughs> and my super Brave serious soul. face. I'm like, what is wrong with the word balls? Please explain to me what is so funny about the word balls. If we cannot be mature fourth graders, then we need to probably take a step outside and compose ourselves. <laughs> Anybody want to explain what's so funny about that word? And everybody's like, no, of course not. 
But you know, there's a kid sitting there who's like, I don't know why it's funny. I know. I <laughs> and know. They're like, I know. they're gonna go home and be like, Mom, Dad, I know, and Uncle. Like, why was I everyone? Know. Why was <laughs> laughing everybody at laughing balls? at the word balls? <laughs> oh, Bless okay. Them. So I just needed to throw that in there. Um, so the next step for you is to create a plan for the non-negotiables. And here's the thing. You need to remind yourself you can't do everything, okay? You, there are going to be some things that still have to get done, but you also need to recognize that you're not going to be able to do it all, right? So here's some examples. If you have kids, your kid has to eat dinner, right? So we know we can't just not feed our children. <laughs> so we have to feed them. Frowned upon. <laughs> Does frowned upon. Um, so we have to feed them. So I'm going to think of bigger, like more creative ways in approaching this. So you might ask, like, can another family member cook? Like Ian is 16. He has the ability to cook more often. Trent also has the ability to cook. Do the boys like it? Probably not. Um can you possibly order food out that night? Or are you going to start using some form of a meal prep service that will allow that your boys can cook and follow directions like on a recipe that's given to them? Um, or you can start to teach them how to make their own like PB&J when you have to do it. And like Blaine has now, is it the fluffer nutter? Fluffy yeah, nutty? fluffer nut. No, it's not fluffy a fluffy nutty. nutty. It's a <laughs> It's a fluffer nutter. It is a peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwich. I'm sorry, fluffy nutty. That was fantastic. (laughs) We can never figure out what to call it. So we're like fluffy nut. It's a nutty fluffer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We're going to need to make that into a t-shirt. I, <laughs> Although that could go south very quickly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to pivot. So let's look at another example of this. If <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain has not moved on yet. If you are in a school or district where you have to turn in your lesson plans, right? That's something that you are obligated to do. It has to get done. But could you look at how can you collaborate with another team teacher and If you happen to be the only teacher for that grade level or that subject area in your school, is there someone from another school that you can collaborate with? Can you utilize the same template for each lesson and just kind of reuse some of those basic activities? You have to remember that done is better than perfect. Get those basics done and remind yourself you can always go back and add to it if you have time, but you need to get like the bare bones done and start with that kind of imperfect solution rather than expecting perfection from the get-go. Yeah. So an important piece to this is to really communicate with the people around you, right? Let them know what is happening and the shift that you're having to uh, make with where you're focusing a lot more of your time. So I know for me that I will let... um, I will let Trent like handle so much more of different aspects of either the home or I will, you know, say, hey, here's what I need to do. Like, I need you to take care of everybody else and let everything else run so that I can just sit and I can work on writing this book because this has to take up a lot of my time today. And so I will I will even tell my own kids. I'm like, listen, guys, this weekend's going to be really hard. Mom is very busy. I'm not going to be able to do much, but I promise you next weekend things will be better and I will be back to normal. Okay, so that communication there is going to make things so much better and easier for you. I know that Michelle has like 
uh, Billy go do the grocery shopping or cook dinner that night if she knows that she's going to have to do something or has obligations or requirements that she has to get done. So be open and honest with the people in your life so they aren't hurt and their feelings are not hurt and that you don't have to really share all those details with them, right? Even if you're communicating with this with your partners, your teacher friends at school, you don't need to share all the details. You don't need to tell them everything that's going on. Just be like, hey, just so you know, I'm gonna really need to be leaving at this time every single day because I have some personal things going on and I just need a little additional support in that area. Don't tell them everything. Just let them know what's happening and then you move on with your life. First of all, I always love when I know I've put a note in the outline and Bridget's reading it and I can tell she doesn't quite know what I meant. So when Bridget was talking about how is that not it? Oh, no, no, no. no, Hold on. Oh, when Bridget was talking about Trent and like having him take over certain home responsibilities, I had put in the notes, Bridget will give Trent the business as in, you know, you give someone the business, you like tell them what's up, what you what you need them to do. You put them in their place. (laughs) And, but I could tell Bridget did not understand what I meant by Why that. Why did you talk to me in slang? I'm sorry. I, I have the to remember business. you're not hip with the times. You no, got to say kidding. the business if the you're going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because, yes, I have Billy go grocery shopping and cook. Lately, one of the biggest things is I'm like, hey, I have this meeting. I need you to occupy Ember. <laughs> and then if he has an interview, he's like, it's your turn to occupy Ember. <laughs> But and Ember needs a lot of occupying because Ember is 100% Australian. Yes, is, Australian like, cattle dog. We got yeah. her DNA done. She is 100% Australian cattle dog and she fits it to a T. To Lots tea. of energy. Lots of energy. But Bridget mentioned communicating this with others. And I think depending on what's going on, that even means communicating it with your administrators. So I remember, I think it was my fifth or sixth year of teaching. I think it was like 2019. Um, All of a sudden I got this text from Billy saying that his mom was in the hospital. And at the time we thought that she had had a stroke and literally my students had just been dismissed and I like ran back in the building and I happened to run across my administrators in the hall and I just kind of let them know like, here's what happened. Like I need to now drive two hours down to where she is to go see her. Like, I don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. I might need a sub. Like I just spilled it all out there and they were extremely understanding and they're literally like, go, like, just go. It's fine. Um, and so I think we all know that we're people and things happen and we don't expect, you know, everything to always go smoothly. Like we've all been there. We've all had experiences like that. So just be open and honest because it it makes things much easier. Bridget, do you want to take us on to number five? Yeah. Number five is going to be to make adjustments as you go. So here's the thing. This isn't going to be black and white. <laughs> There's going to be like 50 shades of gray <laughs> happening oh. all at the same time. <laughs> Wow, Michelle, you're dirty. I'm sorry. So here are, you have to really recognize that things are not going to be perfect and you will need to make adjustments as you go. So an example is, is that you might need to take more time, more things off of your plate because this new focus is taking up more time than you thought or the project is lasting way longer than you expected it to. Another example is that you might finish it really early and then you're able to return to like normalcy a little bit earlier than anticipated, which would be wonderful. (laughs) 
it's kind of like the pandemic. I remember we expected things to go oh, back yeah. to normal much uh-huh. faster than they actually two did. Two right. weeks. Yeah, just two weeks. <laughs> just two weeks. Go on to two plus years. But yeah. during that time, we did a lot of pivoting and adjusting and we had to continue kind of shifting our focus. I know personally it was okay, we're now teaching all online. And then we shifted to now we're teaching hybrid. And it was just this constant pivot back and forth. So during this time, as you're making those adjustments, continue to communicate with those around you, make changes when things aren't working anymore, and accept that not everything is going to be exactly the way you envisioned it, and that's okay. If you are very much a like warm and fuzzy feeling type of person, it might be helpful for you to journal. Just get those thoughts and feelings out. Bridget's giggling because she knows that's her. I am not a warm, fuzzy person. I'm like, just shove it all down. We'll deal with it later. But (laughs) (laughs) if you do choose to like journal, it can help give you some clarity and kind of bring things back into perspective during that time. We tend to see this chaos and feel very overwhelmed by it. But if we get it out on paper, we realize, oh, it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be in my head. Yeah, for sure. Um, So the last tip is going to be one to really help you refocus yourself, because now that you've completed this new focus that you've had to kind of transition to, you now have to go back to like this normalcy, right? And it can be really hard to go back with normalcy as the pandemic has proven to us. Mm -hmm. And so what are some of those things that we can do to help us go back and refocus ourselves? And what we really suggest is just scaffolding it. So just when you feel like you thought like the hardest part was over, you're now shifting yourself back, which can just be equally as difficult. So you have to get used to having certain things off of your plate. And then now you're putting them back on, which is I know for me causes a ton of anxiety and it just stresses me out to no level. So when it's that time to refocus, scaffold it bring those things back a little bit at a time. There's nobody that says, oh, now you need to go back and do it all. Give yourself the grace for this transition and then just slowly add things so that way you can start to get a handle of everything you were doing in the beginning. And it's going to allow you to feel much more balanced again. Yeah, I think that's a big part that a lot of people ignore is that you have to then kind of bring yourself back to it slowly. So we're going to recap those six steps to help you shift your focus during busy seasons of your life. Number one, identify your shift of focus, like say it out loud, put it out into the universe, acknowledge that you are going to have to have a new priority. Number two, be proactive. And this has a little caveat. If you can, not every new focus will allow for this, but if it does, try to get as much done ahead of time to make your life easier. Number three, determine what you can let go of. We've already acknowledged you can't keep adding to your plate without letting go of some things. So when a camera focuses on an object in the foreground, the background becomes blurry. It's still there. It's just you know, not in focus. Number four, create a plan for the non-negotiables. So find those things that have to get done, like feeding your children, (laughs) but just find more creative ways to do it 
in order to save time and save some of that mental energy. Number five, make adjustments as you go. As Bridget said, 50 shades of gray, you're going to have to change and shift things when they stop working or when that timetable shifts a little bit from what you originally thought. And then finally, number six, scaffold your refocus. Once that busy season is over, give yourself grace as you transition back into your quote unquote normal or transition into a completely different busy season of life because sometimes that happens too. Yeah. So hopefully you guys found this episode really helpful, especially if you're going through a new season in your own life or you're having to make a sudden shift. Um, I know that this is something that Michelle and I have talked about constantly whenever we've gone through different seasons in our lives over the past, what, two or three years now. Mm -hmm. And these tips have really helped us as we were going through those shifts. We would love for you guys to head on over and check out our website, teachingonthedouble.com. There you can submit your TSH. We would love to know what is your time-sucking hurdle. We really do look at these and then it really does inspire us to create episodes. So hopefully you guys can throw some of your TSHs in there and then you never know, you might have an episode that's completely dedicated to you. We would also love for you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified when we drop our next episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And we would love for you to leave a review over on Apple iTunes. It really does help us get into the ears of so many other teachers, and we really love reading your messages. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.